Every day, the world tolerates less and less of traditional masculine behavior, which has driven a new standard for men to be successful. How does one evolve so that they can win in today's world? Enter Man of Class, a place to empower men to break down traditional masculinity and build the necessary skill sets, mindset, and confidence to become the men that society desperately needs. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, my name is Eric Yusko, and this is the Man of Class podcast, where I help men live legendary lives. Today, Today's episode is the topic around respect, which is the final piece in the three-part series, which I had coined Judgment, Communication, and Respect. So the previous episodes had covered judgment, and I had an episode on communication, and this is the respect piece. And so I just really want to get right into it, enough lollygag and kind of get right into it. So what is respect? If you look at the definition and you really peel the onion all the way back to its core, there are words that are used called like due regard. Well, what does that really mean? Due regard really means to pay attention. And so what that means is like actually listening to somebody. I think we live in a society where too many times, again, if you listen to the judgment and the communication, we just automatically judge. Like again, our brain goes through and basically is prejudiced where People prejudge people based on the way they look, the way they talk, the way they may present themselves. Like, I don't know. I, there's, there's millions of different things that people can kind of attach to and say like, oh, okay, well, I know everything there is to know about that person. Or, oh, that person's stupid. Or, that person's this. And too quickly, we just like automatically judge like right off the bat. Then we don't communicate and then we aren't respectful to them. And so even if they have the next best idea – or they are in a position where they could really help you like do whatever it is that you're wanting to do. Maybe it's you know to meet somebody, to be able to communicate, um, be able to start a business, like, you know, your own podcast, like whatever that it really is. The people that you come in contact with, you don't really know how they could influence you or or how they could really change a game for you. Like they could give you your dream life overnight, and all you had to do is treat them with a little bit of respect. And I don't know, it's, it's such a weird concept that I think in today's age, we just, we don't, we don't really take that time to understand somebody. We just like quickly look at them and judge, quickly look at them and judge, and we don't think twice about it. And so there's, I'm starting to get more into the judgment piece of it. So go back if, if you hadn't looked at, um, or if you haven't listened yet to the judgment podcast, I really hope that you take a minute to go back and take a listen, because I think that it's a really it's a really strong piece that I think many are, are missing in their day-to-day lives. And, it, and it's not even necessarily to say like, well, you know, shame on everybody for not doing it. No, that's not what that's about. It's all about like just raising awareness. You may not have realized that the way you show up is you're actually judging people before you really get to know them. And your life could be drastically different based on giving people the, the due diligence, right, i.e. the respect, of actually listening. And so that gets into an example of, of what respect really is, because then people say, okay, well, fine. You know, respect is actually giving, you know, paying attention. Like, okay, what does that really mean though? Uh, Outside of the philosophical world, like what is it, the tactical things that, that really matters? Well, it's really truly listening to someone, which is where the communication piece comes in. Communicate is again, going back to that, that podcast episode, talked a lot about communicating and how 
so many times in society today that we try to just like talk at people. We listen to respond as opposed to like listen to understand. And so if you just take a moment and say like, I'm really just going to try to listen to understand someone, you're respecting them. Like that's, that's respect that you were giving somebody their space to actually be able to say the things that they want to say. And it's really crazy because a lot of times, again, people, you know, I hear, I hear many conversations, people bad mouthing each other, like, Oh, they're stupid for this. Or, you know, they're, you know, mean for this, or a jerk here, you know, they're a bleep bleep and a bleep bleep. And it's, <laughs> and it's stupid. It's, it's, you're, we're, we're all prejudging people. We're all not giving people their space to actually be like, and if you really think about it, like to disrespect somebody is to like that in a way when you're saying that you disrespect somebody, you're basically saying it's coming across or can come across that you don't think that they're worthy of, of time. You know, that you don't think that they're worthy of your time. You don't think that they're worthy to be able to speak. Like you don't think they're like worthiness kind of falls away. And it just like blows my mind because when we talk again, we're human. Every single person that you interact with, regardless of, which country they come from, regardless of what color they are, what race they're at, what gender they are, what gender that they want to be, um, what their sexual orientation, like regardless of any of all of that, if you strip everything to its core, and I'm always big on stripping it to its core because I feel like that's the real conversation that, pe that people need to have, people are human. Like they're, they're, they're no different than a mother or a father or a sister or a brother. Like you may interact with somebody and they may be having a bad day. Like you don't know their, their family could be going through something very serious and they just are giving off this bad vibe instead of writing them off saying, Oh, well, they're just a jerk. Like they're just a bleep bleep. You know, try asking them like, you seem tense. You seem upset. Like what's, what's going on as simple as just asking, giving that space for somebody, you're opening them up to, allow them to be human, to be who they actually are, which are, which is human beings. And so it's, it's a crazy simple thing, but so many times we just go through life and we don't even, we, you know, we don't even think twice about it. We just go on our, our merry life and we go, Oh, like I would rather talk to this person. I want to talk to this person. I want to talk to this person because I think I can get something out of it versus maybe this person really needs to talk to me because I don't know, they might be going through some really rough stuff. Or you may be going through some rough stuff and who who knows, you might be able to get a little bit of energy, you know, some positivity, some vibes from them just in, in talking to them. Like it's a crazy thing. You know, you go back through our, our whole history and, you know, everyone's like, oh, humans are pack animals and, and, you know, society as it is, you know, we're not in the pack mindset anymore. And I don't necessarily buy that. I think we still are pack men mentality. I think... We're just doing it in different avenues because of the fear of judgment, the fear of not communicating, the fear of not being respected. Um, and it's and it, it people get into the spot where then they get very closed off and that closed off then leads to a lot of depression, a lot of sadness. And it's I mean, it's no no fault to anybody by themselves, but it's just it's something that, Recognize that you have the power every single day to change somebody's life. I mean, you know, not just one person. Like you could change millions of lives. You know, I'm not trying to limit you in any way, but but you have the power in every single day to actually change somebody's life. And that could be you're at Kroger, the local grocery store, and you see somebody, and you just you just go up and say hi, hi, and smile. It's it's as simple as that. No one's ever gonna 
you know, yell at you and scream at you for, for smiling and saying hi. Like it's not, we're, we're, not, we're not that corrupt, right? We're not that full of hatred. Um, but it's, it's something as simple as just that, that little link of communication. You don't know where it may lead and how the people that you walk by every single day you could change the course of history. You could change how that person shows up in any day life and how they show up at work and their family. Um, just the mere fact of like listening and responding to them, like listening, understanding and, and really coming, you know, practice that empathy muscle. Like we don't practice that empathy muscle very much, but when you do, it's crazy because then you, then you start to find out like that person that you, that you judged hardcore, that you're like, oh, I'll never talk to that person. Like they, you know, they look so crazy. Or they look all this. You go and talk to them, and you're just like, oh my god, like I never would have guessed that we would have so much in common. So like one of the one of the best stories, and and um, <laughs> I always laugh about this. So I back when I was, I can't remember. It was like in high schoolish, I think. I went to this one place, and um, you know, learning something new. And there was this guy named Payson. His name was Payson. And he looked, you know, he had longish hair, like, you know, just kind of had ratty clothes and was just, you know, kind of just had that, like, I don't care mindset. And so it was funny because initially I did. I, I, I had the prejudice card, you know. I, I used it. I was like, oh, like this guy, he's, he's just going to slack off. He's just going to all this. And something in me actually started talking to him. And I was like, hey, you know, hey man, like my name's Eric, you know, what's what's your name? And and we introduced each other. And it turns out he's also a drummer. So for those of you that don't know me, I, I drum I've drummed since ever since the fifth grade was the first time that I picked up the drumsticks. And I've never put them down. And so I've played in multiple rock bands. I've actually uh, played when I backpacked in Europe thirty uh, for thirty days. Like I actually linked up with a band. And played at one of the clubs or one of the bars, uh, which was a really really cool experience. But one of the one of the skill sets that I didn't realize, and I actually learned from him, was how to do a double bass kick, which is so if you ever hear in a, in a song like dubstep, you kind of hear it, but that's all like electronic made. But before they came out with a double pedal, and in heavy metal, like this is this is very true. Before they came out with a double pedal, and you heard like a butt up you know, where the, the bass drum kind of hit double where it was like, but up, like you can do that with one foot. Not a lot of drummers do it, but what you end up doing is you curl your toe, like you curl your foot and you can actually do like a heel toe and that will simulate the, but up. And so I never knew how to do that before. And so i long story short found, you know, found out he was a drummer really cool. We like hit it off every single week that we got together we were always talking about different things. Like I, I taught him some things. He taught me some things. But the moral of the story is, yes, I have that prejudice card. So I, so I, I'm human, right? I, I do this stuff all the time. But something in me chose to like get to know him and be like, well, you know what? You know, maybe he's having a rough day, or maybe you know I'm gonna be here. He's gonna be here. Like let's make the most out of it. Let's play full out, get to know one another, and just see where it goes. And sure enough, like that was the the highlight of the week was when Payson and I would get together and we'd talk about drumming. And it started from the idea of the double bass to like actually him teach me like week over week, like different techniques and different things all about drumming. And it was it was just a such a cool experience. And so that's one of those stories where, yes, I had the prejudice card with me and I threw it down, but I'm so glad that I ate the humble pie. I went through 
communicated and really respected him as a human being and really got to know him. And it just blew my mind of like, had I been closed off, I never would have, I may not have ever learned that double bass. And that double bass actually helped stand me out from a lot of different drummers in high school. Um, and I taught other drummers that. And, and all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh my God, like, where did you learn this skill? And this was pre internet. Like, this was right when the internet was starting to come alive. So it's not like you could just be like, hey, Google, how do you double, you know, how do you double bump a bass? So this was still in the archaic area where you still had to, like, you know, who, you know, who knew what and you transfer knowledge. And if you did go on the internet, it was dial up. So you had to wait until the all that stuff goes through. And then half the time, the internet connection didn't work, and it was just a hot mess. So the point of the story, though, is it's okay to have the prejudice card. It's okay. I do it still to this day. It's something that I work on every single day um, because I see people that are hurting, people who could benefit from a conversation and who actually have been able to change people's lives with just a simple conversation. And it's, it's crazy, but when we truly respect each other as human beings first and foremost, regardless of whatever political opinions that they have, regardless of whether they're a meat, you know, a soul meat eater or a vegetarian or a vegan or, you know, on the paleo diet or like whatever it is that they eat, whatever, the, you know, whatever choices that people make, those are choices that they made as a human being first. They're a human being first and secondary, they made all their opinions. You may not agree with the secondary opinion of somebody, and that's okay. So we'll get into a little bit of that because I know people are listening and going, yeah, yeah, so that's all well and great in the nice, rosy, hippie world that Eric lives in. But in the real world, there's conflict management. There's, you know, I have an opinion A, and they've got opinion B, and we don't, we, and we clash. And, you know, how does, how does that all work? You can't just be rosy and respect everybody even though when your hot buttons are really triggered. Um, but the last piece that I'll say around the whole reason for respect is that it helps people to feel safe. And if there's one thing that, you know, the first time that I heard this, it really was a game changer because it's so true. When somebody recognizes and acknowledges you in what it is that your opinion is, um, whether just you as a human being, like allowing you to actually show up as a human being, have an opinion, have a voice, um, it's it's remarkable because you feel safe and then once you feel that safety then from there you get into being able to actually show up as your authentic self because you feel safe and so i think a lot of like this is a big 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 one for any relationship like this kind of probably could have been in the communication piece but i wanted to keep it in the respect piece because the the respect that feeling safe creates so much more harmony, so much more um, enlightenment, so much more happiness, like just all those positive emotions that people feel when people respect each other. And, and again, it's you're in a meeting and maybe you're the leader of the meeting. Maybe you're, you just started in your day one of the company. Leaders need to hear this. So if there's anybody who's in leadership positions running their own companies, team leaders, managers, executives, SEBs, whatever that it, it, that it is, like this is a big piece of it because when you actually respect, when you talk over people and you don't allow that, you know, you, you listen to respond as opposed to like listen to understand, you're disrespecting people. And when you're disrespecting people, they don't feel safe. 
And how can they bring up the ideas? How can they maybe solve the problems that you want them to solve if they don't feel safe? How is it that the relationship with your wife can flourish when she may not feel safe because you, that she thinks that you don't respect her? How is it that your kids are expected to go and do great things if they feel like you don't respect them? Because again, they don't feel safe. And so when people don't feel safe, they start to act out of a regime of like a fear-based emotions, right? And the old world military, you know, the leader talks and everybody else listens and everybody goes and does. Well, that's all well and fine, but that's not where creativity lives. That's not where passion drives. That's not what's really separating people out and companies out and relationships out from just the ordinary. And sadly, a lot of Fortune 100 companies, 500 companies are learning this the hard way because they led from this very militaristic style leadership and they're not, they're a lot, they're basically allowing the underdogs to come in and, and overthrow them. And it's not that I don't like underdog stories, like I love underdog stories, but it's, it's one of those where I see it happen day in and day out and and big companies where they think that they've got like a lock on the market or they, you know, oh, it's, it's such a tough barrier to entry. Say that to Elon Musk. You know, think of, think of all the things, you know, him getting into the car manufacturing with Tesla. You know, all the other auto manufacturers are like, that's stupid. Like that's, you know, whatever. Like go play with your little electric cars. Like that's not going to go anywhere, right? The real dogs are playing in the internal combustion engines, maybe some hybrid, right? Fuel economy is just where it's at. And all of a sudden now, if you if you look at the cards, the innovators, they're looking at it going, this is a game changer. Again, how could we let this happen? But okay, this is a game changer. Now I have to react out of reactionary instead of pushing the envelope from within. And so some companies will get it. Some won't. Some will just flat go out of business or they'll get to a bad enough spot that shareholders or the media or whatever else will kick the people out that are making those decisions and put people in place that do respect people, that do communicate, that don't pre, you know, prejudgment, right? Those those big things, they sound very super simple. It's the it's the foundational piece that's actually going to separate people and leaders and corporations, and the whole world. I, I will say the whole world. That's what's going to separate the people that are winning in the world and the people that are losing in the world. So how to live a legendary life? Get this stuff down. Respect, communication, judgment, these are all things to master because the more that you can master them and you can integrate them into your everyday life, the better your relationships are going to flourish, whether that be personal, you know, friends, family, whether that's professional workers in the workplace, whether that's to become a leader, to go from you know an individual contributor to an actual leader in an organization, to maybe you want to start your own company. Well, I hate to break it to you. Communication, respecting of others, like those are all things that makes the world go round. Like it's not, you know, people didn't say the golden rule for, for no reason. Like the golden rule is a golden rule because it's the essence of of you know communication. Treat others how you would want to be treated. You want to be able to walk into conversations with relationships and feel safe. Why wouldn't you want somebody else to feel safe? Some of that comes from the ego. Some of that comes from entitlement. Some of that comes from, well, I know more than somebody else. But if you took on a philosophy of treating everybody as a student and a teacher, think of how much easier your life would be.
instead of trying to prove to everybody how much you know and how wonderful you are, if you knew that you could teach somebody something to show off you know, your, your greatness, but also in return learn something from them, that has respect built in. As soon as you, you surrender yourself to say, I'm going to learn something from this person. And this person could be a complete, you know, jer- like a complete jerk of the jerks. He could be the worst of the worst, yelling and screaming, badgering, belligerent. There's something to learn there. And that very well could be, I see the type of leader they are. That is not the leader that I want to be. So when I think of once I get to that position or once I get to being able to have that much influence, I don't want I don't want that. Like I do not want to behave in that way. I want to behave differently and I'm going to have a different set of expectations for myself. Or that's not how you treat somebody that you're supposedly in love with. Like I'm going to show up differently. I learned something there. And it doesn't again that's there people are going to look listen to that and say, "Oh, well, you know, you're you're judging there." No, I'm I'm really not. Like if if for that person, if that's what they really want, then that's what they're going to go do. I can't change people's behaviors that don't want change themselves. I can try to offer techniques and tips and tricks and motivation and you know promises of a better life and, and all of these different things. But at the end of the day, if they're willing to hold on to the past and hold on to previous versions of, them, of themselves, then that's okay. But no, everything that I say is out of love. It has nothing to do with judgment. It has nothing to do with anger. It has nothing to do with people are going to do the way that they need to go do. I can try to help people. I can try to understand maybe where that hatred comes from. I can try to understand where that belligerence comes from, and I will. But it's, it's through that belligerence. It's through understanding, right? Listening to understand to say, when was it that you really were hurt? When was it that you really became this way? Like, how long ago did you define yourself as the leader that is belligerent? Like, that's where I usually take the conversation. Not, well, they're, they're just belligerent, so I'm just going to write people off. Like, no, that's, everybody was born with good spirit. And if you don't believe that, look at every single baby and try to find a baby that isn't happy. I don't, I haven't found one. Maybe there are babies out there that aren't happy, but every baby that I've ever seen including my own, is just above happiness. Like when you walk in and you start talking to them, especially at a couple months, they just smile, the biggest smile ever, and they giggle and they laugh. And that is how we're born. It's through life that gets us to where we're at today. And so if you thought of that boss that was like the worst of the worst of the worst, remember when he, was a, when he or she was a baby, that... They didn't act like that. They didn't come out yelling and screaming and demanding and, and whatever else. They they were that way through whatever life lessons that they learned along the way. And they may choose a different path. They may never choose a different path. They may be that, you know, the gift that they can give to you is for you to say, that's not how I want to show up. I want to show up differently. I want to be able to be a different leader. I want to help people. I want to, you know, whatever that it may be, whatever that you get from that situation, just recognize that everybody is equally a student and a teacher. You can teach everybody something and everybody can teach you something. And that also, like I said, it kind of it kind of just brings, you know, humble pie served right on the dish for you because it's that's what, you know, when you think of you as a student and you're learning something, 
automatically you're you're going to be more open to what can I learn because again your brain is going to be focused on getting you results it's going to give you an answer to your question so if you ask a question in every single situation what is it that I can actually learn from somebody you know let's say I go and meet Joe Joe you know hey how's it going or whatever and I and I think okay how is it that I can what is it that I can learn from Joe immediately my brain is going to go to work on what are the things that I can learn from Joe whether that be things that I want to bring into my personal reality or things that I don't want in my personal reality and I don't know you, you know just just try that on try that on and see see where it takes you see what comes up for you see how your life may be different by just asking yourself a simple question and a lot of times you know these simple questions the one of the coolest things that I've ever and I total blonde moment but the one of the coolest things is somebody had said like any of the mantras or anything that you really want to remember make it as a as a screensaver on your iPhone or on your your smartphone because you see that so many times throughout a day and so when you see it consciously and unconsciously you're reading that over and over and over again and, and I don't know what the statistic what's the latest statistic of how many times you look at your phone but if you look at something over and over and over again sooner or later is going to become habit right you're building that habitual behavior and that right there is going to help pave the way to building out that habit of okay what can i learn today who can i learn you know who can i learn from today who am i going to interact with and what lessons might i learn from them or how can i help people maybe i can help teach somebody something today um i don't know try that on see what works for you and you know so then we get into this whole disagreement piece because that was all you know the glass is half full everything's wonderful and i know there's people that are going yeah 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 sure but that's bs okay this is the real world People are harsh, people are this, people are jerks, people are blah, 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 people are bleepity bleeps. But when you disagree, when you, when you have disagreements with somebody, when you when your buttons are hit so badly that you, you, that you just feel that rage inside of you, just know that you're, you're making a distinction. You're making the assumption that you hate the person. And that's not really the case. The case really is that you're disagreeing with a thought or a belief, not that the entire person. And so, you know, people too quickly, again, look to judge. And so take, take anybody in the news. Take anybody that you can think of that you just can't stand. The egotistical, the, um, I don't know, the ugliest of the ugliest person that you can think of. They may be making, you know, bad decision after bad decision and hurting people left and right and... You and again, it's totally fine. If if you just want to say, you know what, like that's fine. I have to cut my losses. Like I, I no longer want that person in my life. Okay, that's fine. Like choose to do that. You can choose to do that respectfully. BTW. You don't have to just because you disregard somebody out of your life doesn't mean that you have to tell them off and then slam the door or tell them that you know they're the worst person ever and slam the door. All that's doing is probably feeding into that same level of insecurity that is driving them to do those decisions. The person that, that speaks about all the hatred is coming from a place of all the experiences in his life have taught him to, to be hatred, you know, to be hateful. And so, you know, you yelling at him, you screaming or whatever else, like all that's doing is just fueling that same, that, that same decision, that same behavior over and over and over again. It is not changing that. And so just recognizing as simply as when you disagree with somebody, you're, you're just disagreeing with a thought or belief. 
you may not be disagreeing with the whole person. There's a lot of prejudice that's happening there. And, you know, my, one of my closest buddies, he had said, <laughs> I love him, he had said, we don't use putting people in neutral zones enough. We either love somebody or we hate them. And there's no, meh, I mean, they're okay. They're like in the neutral zone. It's either like we love them or we hate them. And again, you love or hate probably what the person talks about, their thoughts, beliefs, and actions. And you may love certain versions of somebody. I mean, how many times do you, you know, do you meet somebody at, let's say, the bar, and they're like the best person ever, and then you go see them like a week later at a professional setting, and you go, whoa, like that's not the same person. Well, no, you like that version of them. You may have just seen a different version, and you may not agree with that person. So if you have two instances, one you loved, one you hated, well, you just didn't like what how they showed up in that instance. And again, no judgment. It could very well be you know, no prejudice, you know, prejudgment, I, I guess the whole no judgment zone, right? That's, I kind of talked about that in the judgment podcast, but it's, you know, judge fully, judge to understand like the whole situation. They may be acting that way because they don't feel secure in a business setting or they may not feel confident in something. And so they just act in a way that they may not make them in the best, you know, paint themselves in the best light. And that's okay because, Again, what an opportunity for you to maybe go in and say, hey, I can help you out with this. Like if this is something that you want to go do, like I can certainly help you out with that. And likewise, you can probably help me out with something that, you know, may get you to where you want to go. But again, it's coming from a place of gratitude and service as opposed to greed, malice, anger, judgment. Um, and so one of the one of the last pieces that um I'll talk about, which is very interesting, because I went on to Urban Dictionary and looked at respect, and like one of the first things that he came up with, like respect is earned; it's never given. You got to earn my respect. And how many times do we hear that? We hear that all the time, right? No, no, no. no. I, I don't give respect. Respect has to be earned first. Like you're up on a throne somewhere, and people are groveling to you, and they, and in in what ways? How does that respect actually get earned by them? behaving in a certain way so that they align with your thoughts and feelings, you know, what your belief structures are. And then once they demonstrate that, then you accept them as a human being. Because again, if you, if you take the premise of respect is really just paying attention. Well, if you're not paying attention to them, then they're probably not going to do the best work for you. They're not going to be the best friend for you because they may try, but if you're constantly looking at them with doubting eyes of how they're going to mess up and how they're going to stab you in the back and how they're going to lie to you and how they're going to cheat on you and how all of this stuff, well, then, yeah, that's just a, a guarantee they're going to do that. Maybe not directly, but indirectly. They may do it out of, you know, obliviousness. They may not do it out of purpose, but, you know, in, in not to, there are people who do try to scam and to try to hustle and, and whatever else for personal good. And, and, and that's okay. Just recognize it and say, you know, Hey, that's, that's okay. But you, you know, your and I's beliefs aren't in alignment. I respect you for you being an actual human being on this earth, you know, but I don't think that our paths are in alignment. Like, I don't think that we can continue to do business together. I don't think that we can, um, continue seeing each other. I don't think that we can, you know, whatever the, the conversation is, but 
And I think that that's the way that I just delivered that. I think a lot of times, too, when we disagree with somebody, we don't know how to handle it. Mainly because, frankly, a lot of times we weren't ever told. We weren't ever told how to really handle the situations. Um, you hear so much in the in the media, right? Success is the is the the five people that you spend the most time around. And if you're not where you want to be, cut those five people out of your life. Well, so so it's all this brashness, right? Like cut them out, like you know, throw them out of your life, like throw them away like a piece of trash. Well, no, they they're still good, and in, in their season, they may catch up, or they or you may catch up to them. They may tell you, hey, sorry, you're holding me back. Like, I really need to go do this thing. And that's fine because everybody's going to be on their own journey. At the end of the day, everybody's here to go after their own journey and what they deem as their own legendary life. Your definition of a legendary life is not the same as my my definition of a legendary life, which isn't the same as the other however many people that are listening to the podcast. Everybody's definition of success in a legendary life is completely different, and that's okay. But in order to get to where it is that you need to get to, you do need to surround yourself with people who are going to help and support you, who may be, you know, the people that are there supporting you and where you're at today and the people who are after actually like lifting you up to the next level. I do, I do believe a lot in that. But I also believe that when you do come across people that maybe haven't been able to help you or maybe you just aren't a great fit and you can't help each other, then it's time to say, you know, you're a great human being. Your definition of success and where you're trying to go in your life isn't in the same direction where I'm trying to go in life. And that's okay. We may meet up sometime later in life, but I don't know. Right now, I just need to focus in on being, you know, a father for my kids. I need to be, you know, a husband for my wife. Like, I'm sorry, I can't go out drinking every single night because my priorities are different than your priorities right now. And that's okay. Like, I'm not saying that I'm better than you and you're not, and you're better than me. Like I'm, it just, it simply is where I want to go in life. Isn't where you want to go in life. You're welcome to come along if you want, but I got to go do something different. So with that, hopefully that helps to answer some of the questions, gives a little bit more clarity around respect and what it means, what it doesn't mean and how to handle it. So, um, With that, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Until next time, have a great rest of your day, and I can't wait for the next episode on the podcast.